What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast. Um, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on post notifications so you know when a live stream pops or a video drops. Do all that good stuff. Appreciate you all coming back. Get your tickets for NY News TV Day, the sequel. That's October the 11th. That's probably going to be ALDS Game 1. It's going to be a fun time, so purchase your tickets if you're a Yankee fan or you're a fan of the channel, whatever. Uh, it's really important you go out there and purchase your tickets. It's also very important that you give this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. Same thing goes for Twin Bill. Once again, appreciate y'all for coming back and for coming out and watching this. So it is 1.42 in the morning here. My voice is kind of drained because I went to the Yankee game. I screamed a lot because the Yankees lost. Um, however, with that being said, we're going to talk football. Uh, some may be optimistic about this game, some may not be, but if you're new to the channel, how I usually run down these things in terms of, uh, previews, I usually go over the injury report, practice squad protections, right now they haven't announced anyone officially, but I'll give some names, uh, 2021 statistics, things to look for, players to watch, questions to answer, keys to win, and then a prediction at the end. So, a lot of fun stuff here. Keep listening, keep watching. So, uh, first thoughts coming into the game. This could be one of the first real tests for several different different things for the New York Giants. Uh, one of them is to see how they play bad quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill's not very good. Uh, he did have the outlier year in 2020. 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Um, then last year he wasn't really good. 21, inter- uh, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. So there's that. Uh, he's not very clutch. He actually is clutch in terms of turning the ball over, and that's not a good thing. Um, but the Giants will face a couple of mediocre average quarterbacks as they go throughout the season. Uh, Jalen Hurts. He's not very proven in the NFL just yet. The Eagles don't know what to make of him. And uh, we're going to be facing him twice this year. Washington is Carson Wentz. He's not very good. Uh, Dak, you know, he's a divisional quarterback. Matt Ryan, he's got new scenery. Uh, That's in, you know, the later weeks when we face Indianapolis. Uh, Davis Mills, we face him coming off of a bye in week 10, I want to say, at home. So that's very much in our favor. And we'll see how the Texans look at that point. But how they face bad quarterbacks, are they going to be aggressive coming into the season? Are they going to be, I can't. I'm, I don't want to say tanking, okay? But are they going to prioritize winning or growth? That's what I want to see. Uh, which one is it? Because... Sometimes you can't do both. You can't really be half pregnant. Um, so we'll see. I think it's going to be an intriguing game. I know a lot of people are saying, well, the Giants are going to get blown out. I've been wrong before, but I don't think they will. I don't think the Giants are going to get blown out this game. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be very difficult for the Giants on both sides of the ball defensively. Stopping the run, stopping the pass, because you don't have two guys that you need on the edges. The Giants are relying on some depth pieces to do that. Not necessarily ideal. But let's go into the injury report for the New York Giants. 
Dane Belton, safety, has the collarbone injury. He's been limited in practice. He has not been, I think he's been officially cleared for contact. But the problem is when you're talking about his questionable status is, well, he really hasn't seen team reps. It's mostly individuals. I mean, he's moving around very good in practice. But he's a rookie. He's learning the NFL game. I just don't have a ton of confidence that he's going to be ready to play in any facet of the game on Sunday. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, Didn't play any preseason games. If he did, I would say, okay, different story. But still, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, linebacker. Out with the calf injury, limited in practice the last few days, he's doubtful. Um, This is no surprise. Brian Dable said he's going to let it go down to the wire in terms of game day. Doubtful. They're not going to, you know, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. Hopefully he's back for week two and we could crush Baker Mayfield. I don't think we're going to actually crush him. But hopefully they could sack him a few times. I'm not a Baker fan uh, for many of you who followed the channel before. Sterling Shepard, unspecified status. He's been limited in practice. At least that's the specification on the sheet with Achilles injury. I think he's going to play. I think it's possible that he may start on the depth chart. Wandale Robinson is listed as second receiver. I personally would rather see Sterling Shepard out there. Um, Not for the reasons of, oh, let's try and win this ball game. But at the same time, you know, you kind of should have your second-round pick out there. The Giants really don't have, you know, the greatest wide receiver was it wide receiver room in the NFL. But uh, Wandale needs to learn the game a little bit more. And I feel like, I don't know, I, I don't think he should play a, a big role in this game. My opinion for Wandale Robinson. Now, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Linebacker knee injury, limited in practice, doubtful. He's not going to play either. And the Giants are probably going to be set with Taman Fox, Jihad Ward, and Quincy Roche on the edges to go along with O'Shane Zimenez. Uh, so all those things wouldn't surprise me. In terms of practice squad protections, I don't have... Oh, I'm sorry, Titans fans. I forgot to go over your injury report. Uh, Lonnie Johnson, he did not practice all week. He is out with a groin injury. Uh, they got him... From the Texans, Elijah Molden, cornerback, uh, did not practice all week. He is out. Chance Campbell, linebacker, knee injury. He was limited on a Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, he did not practice. He is out. I believe he actually might be heading to IR with Elijah Molden, so that's not very good in terms of news for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, offensive lineman Jamarco Jones, triceps injury, limited in practice. He is ruled out for Sunday's matchup. And then Ola Adeni, the former Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker, was limited on Thursday. But with that being said, on Friday, he did not practice. So I guess it's up in the air with him. Um, But now let's properly go in chronological order. We'll go to the practice squad protections. Once again, it's not official. Uh, Maybe it will be a little bit more out there before the Saturday dates uh, in the future for the New York Giants so I don't have to you know draw conclusion draw conclusions in terms of uh, who's going to be protected 
but the four practice squad call-ups for the Titans could possibly be uh, David Ine. I'm trying to see if I pronounce that correctly. Chris Jackson and Joe Jones are probably two of the guys that they call up. Chris Jackson is a cornerback, probably uh, replacing Elijah Molden. Then the other guy, Joseph Jones, would probably fill in for Chance Campbell, who uh, was their sixth-round pick out of Ole Miss. So those are probably going to be the replacements. I mean, they could actually still be the replacements on the roster and call some guys up for the practice squad. You're allowed... 55 on a game day so uh obviously we got to see what they do by the 4 p.m deadline in terms of the new york giants uh it is expected to be quincy roche and tony jefferson if it's not i'm kind of surprised but real quickly i'm going to take a look at the practice squad right now just to give you some names once again speculating uh chuck wiley maybe but i don't think that he is going to come up. I think it's going to be Roche. And he's been with the team longer. You know, he knows the system a little bit more. Or Wiley just came from the Mike McDonald system in Baltimore. Um, Trenton Thompson could come up. But, you know, it would be a lot to ask of him. Knowing that he'd probably be the third most utilized. Knowing that you got Julian Love. you got Xavier McKinney. Jason Pinnock's been here a week and a half. Are you really expecting him to do a lot? I don't know. Maybe I'm underestimating Jason Pinnock. Um, Tony Jefferson we talked about. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, Henry Mondo, he's a defensive end, so he wouldn't really work as a linebacker in the system. And that's pretty much it. Um, In terms of the practice squad protections and the injury report, let's go into the 2021 statistics. Now, I'm not going to include the Chiefs' bill statistics for the Giants' And you'll see why I say that. But I will include the Ravens statistics. Because the Ravens, obviously, Wink Martindale, no matter what the personnel looks like on defense, he's running the same shit. Different fronts, different looks, different types of plays, but it's blitz, 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 get after the fucking quarterback. So that's why I think it's relevant to show some of the advanced analytics and the defensive stats for the Baltimore Ravens, not the offensive stats. Obviously, once again, I already explained that. Uh, Giants 2021 offensive statistics, they weren't very good. Uh, 31st in total yards per game and passing yards per game and points per game. They were 24th in rushing yards per game. To take a look at some of the defensive analytics advanced-wise for the New York Giants last year, they were 30th in pressure percentage, not good, 16th in blitz percentage, and 24th in sacks. Now you talk about the Ravens. Um, I didn't pull up their stats necessarily for the overall defense, but 6th in blitz percentage, 24th in pressure percentage, and 22nd in sacks. Obviously, they had a couple of personnel spouts last year with Peters and all these different guys going down. Uh, The Titans offense and defense. In terms of the offense, 17th. In total yards per game, 24th against the uh, 24th in passing, 5th in running, 15th in terms of points. Defensively, 12th in total yards per game, 25th against the pass, 2nd against the run, and 6th in points. Um, some philosophical stuff at the analytics side as well. Uh, 28th in blitz percentage, 
21st in pressure percentage, but 10th in sacks. So that's very interesting. Very interesting, uh, to say the least. Things to look for in terms of the game. Tannehill to get balls out quick and to pick on Aaron Robinson. Uh, I'm going to bet 99 times out of 100 that the offensive coordinator, I believe it is Todd Downing, has gone over in the film room, listen, this is Aaron Robinson. When we are passing the football, and obviously I kind of lurked away from the obvious of Derrick Henry running the football, but just to put something else in your guys' heads, 99 times out of 100, uh, Todd Downing's probably saying, look, Ryan, that's their number two corner. He's going to be playing his first full year there. He struggled in the preseason. We're going to match these guys up against him for these certain plays. And your job is to get the ball out quick against these blitzes and attack him. That's what I think is going to happen. Now, I think Tannehill either way is going to get the ball out quick, whether that's into a defender's arms or overall that's for a reception. We'll see. Um, the next one, Kevin Byard lurking for a pick over the middle. Shoutouts real quickly to the Tennessee Titans weekly podcast. I went on their show Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it was a really fun discussion. Uh, we were also with another Giants content creator. I don't know his name. I think he's called his name is Shakes Monday or something like that. Um, if that is his name, go follow him on Twitter. We were doing a roundtable discussion, basically previewing the game, and one player they kept mentioning over and over is Kevin Byard. Had five interceptions last year. He's got a good coverage percentage in terms of completion percentage allowed. Uh, for a player that's older, he's still got it. He's still got it no matter what. And when Daniel Jones goes through his reads and stuff like that and his progressions, and the offensive line will get, you know, turmoiled sometimes. That's not really a good word to use. But uh, in that case, they will get blown over. Like, I feel like John Feliciano and Ben Bredesen, I feel like they're going to struggle uh, against Jeffrey Simmons. Maybe Tennessee blitzes a few times. Don't throw it over the middle. Do not put it into the hands of Kevin Byard. Uh, Eli Manning kind of made that mistake the last time we played them. We were in the red zone. He overthrew it. It was an interception by Kevin Byard. He took it back for a few yards. Uh, high to low reads for Daniel Jones. Kind of like what he's been doing in the preseason. Not just this curl flats to the right side, look at one side of the field. But high read, mid read, low read. Low read, check down. Listen, check downs aren't totally bad. It's better than what we've had in the last few years if you think about it because... You have uh, a better ability to have yards after the catch. And, you know, you don't have to search to the left side for Caden Smith to be there. Saquon's probably going to be right in front of you. Same thing can be said with Matt Breida and any other running backs that they choose to activate and put in the game plan. Uh, speaking of running backs, Derrick Henry running it down the throats of the defense. I feel like he's going to get over 100, 110, maybe even 120 yards. And I'm being a little light. 
The Giants defense could not stop him the last time. Now, that was a very different defense, different style, uh, different personnel, different coaching, different everything. But everybody's saying, well, he's coming off this injury. It's true. He is coming off an injury. But you could twist that. Titans fans could twist that and say, well, they got this guy coming off injury. Saquon is coming off of, you know, not being himself last year. Sterling Shepard, why should we pay attention to him? He's coming off an injury. So, to be fair, Derrick Henry's going to be a force, and he is the literal X factor for the Tennessee Titans on offense in this game. Uh, Saquon in the receiving game, I, I talked about it. The check downs. Using him as a wide receiver. I hope that they start putting him in that way. Now, I don't think it's going to be all done in one game. But spread it out over the course of the few weeks. But what I would like to see at least is some involvement for Saquon. In terms of checkdowns. Because we know Daniel Jones. You know, he hasn't been great with his checkdowns the last few years. But if you could utilize Saquon in the passing game as a checkdown receiver... Check down back, and he mulls ahead for the first down. That's not something I have a problem with. If it moves the chains, it moves the chains. Um, lots of blitzes. Obviously, for the New York Giants on defense, expect lots of blitzes. Uh, getting to Tannehill, their offensive line is very good. Uh, you know, the guys on Tennessee Titans Weekly, Hawk and Jock, they told us, listen, the offensive line isn't good. We're starting a rookie, uh, Nicholas Petit. Ferrer, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, the third-round pick out of Ohio State is starting at right tackle. He's going to be matching up against O'Shane Zimenez, uh, so that's going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, left tackle Taylor Lewan, he's been a veteran for years. Ben Jones, same applies. Nate Davis is getting better a little bit, and then uh, Aaron Brewer's not very good. So a couple of pieces you could say are very mediocre, average at best. Uh, on that offensive line. And I think the Giants will definitely take advantage of that. Definitely more of a run-blocking offensive line. Uh, you know, They've kind of saved Ryan Tannehill a few years in his career by having Henry as the main focus of the offense because they can run-block. They really cannot pass-block in terms of play action and all that stuff. Uh, players to watch. I got four, five on my list. Derrick Henry. I mean, we just talked about the running game. He is the X-Factor. He's going to be their bell cow. He is going to be their number one. He is going against a linebacking core that does not feature Blake Martinez, that doesn't really feature any established veterans. Um, the defensive line, I think they'll get some good push, but do not let Derrick Henry go into the secondary because you don't have a lot of strong guys. Like Adoree Jackson could probably take him down. Xavier McKinney could probably take him down. Julian Love, I'm not so sure on that one. Aaron Robinson, not so sure. Donnie Holmes, not confident at all. So, with that being said, maintain gap discipline in terms of that stuff and stop the run against Henry. Bud Dupree. A lot of Titan fans are pissed off at Bud Dupree because he only came in last year, got like three sacks. Keep in mind, he was coming off an ACL injury, and now he's going to be two years removed from it. So, in that case... He is looking to feast. He was mostly matched up against the left tackle in the preseason. Uh, that might change because Shane Bowen, the defensive coordinator, could say, okay, 
well, listen, we're going to put you next to the right tackle, and you're going to give Evan Neal a ride. So if he goes up against Andrew Thomas, I'm expecting Andrew Thomas to stonewall Bud Dupree. If he is lined up against Evan Neal, what I am expecting is a little bit of struggling from Evan Neal. Uh, Bud Dupree can also be very good as a run defender. Two years ago when he faced the Pittsburgh Steelers in the opener, he was making tackles like you would not imagine. When Saquon was running to the right and they didn't have somebody to stop the backside defender, came in, boop, tackle for a loss. There's one play that always sticks in Giants fans' heads from that game, and there is a question, is he back to that version of Bud Dupree? Obviously, that's not for us to find out totally, only in the version of, okay, where is he going to be matched up, and who is he playing against? Obviously, a little bit more concerned for the Titans fans because they're watching him for 17 games. We're watching him for one game. Kevin Byard uh, just mentioned him. I'm going to look him up as we record this thing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, five interceptions last year, 88 tackles, a sack, a fumble recovery, two forced fumbles, 13 pass deflections. Uh, he is currently, if I could get a year on him, he's going to be 30 in February. So, you know, some of these safeties, they usually exit their prime around this age. Kevin Byard shows no signs of slowing down. Last year gave up a completion percentage of 51.7, five touchdowns allowed, which, yes, isn't great, but you match that up against the five interceptions and a passer rating of 68.7, I mean... That's very good. That's very good. I would take that on the New York Giants any day. So that's Kevin Byard. Uh, Robert Woods or Traylon Burks, whoever versus Aaron Robinson, in my opinion. Now, Robert Woods is probably going to be that number one receiver, but there's a lot of things to mix in there, in my personal opinion. Uh, Traylon Burks, from what I hear, is a bigger body receiver, and Robert Woods obviously is a little bit more of an over-the-middle guy. So maybe you match up Robinson against Traylon Burks. Now, he's struggled against all types of receivers in the preseason. But what the Giants did in the training camp period this summer is they matched him up so many times against Kenny Galladay. Traylon Burks is a little bit more athletic. He's younger. Why not match him up against Traylon Burks? He faced big body receivers all summer in terms of training camp. Not in the preseason, but in training camp. Why not stick it that way? If you really didn't put him against the speedy receivers in the training camp period, why would you do it now? It would seem like a colossal failure in terms of development to me. All right, so we got five questions to answer. We got keys to win, and then we got a prediction. Uh, we are like 20 some odd minutes into this thing. Now, to be fair, I did want to get a Titans guy, gal on, you know, someone who knows the team. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. I'm going to try next week to get a Panthers person on. So hopefully that works out. Uh, questions to answer. Will the linebacking core be overpowered by Derrick Henry? 110 plus ground yards. Um, I hope not. 
I hope not, but Austin Calicho is going to be in there. He's a bigger body than a guy like Tay Crowder, who's very skinny. Um, Micah McFadden's a little bit more chunky than Tay Crowder, but I don't think he is as chunky as Austin Calicho. Um, then you obviously got the backups like Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown. I just hope that this linebacking core is not overpowered by Derrick Henry. And even when we faced him a few years back, Alec Ogletree was a big body, he wasn't good in coverage, and he couldn't stop Derrick Henry. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully that they're hopefully they're prepared enough. Let's just cut it at that. Hopefully they're prepared enough for tackling a bigger body running back. And let me say this, if they do well against Derrick Henry, limit him. It's going to help them in the next few weeks. Christian McCaffrey in week two, even though he's injured right now. I don't know what the status is there. Week three against Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Week four against David Montgomery. Week five, uh, week five that's against the Packers. Aaron Jones. Week six against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Those are some pretty goddamn good rushing teams. And I'm not just giving you names just to give you names. But this is going to be a test for the linebacking core in the defensive line. Will the pass rush make use of the Titans' mediocre offensive line? I hope they do. I hope they do. Um, The Panthers' offensive line, moving into next week a little bit, it's not very good. Um, With that being said, though, they need to take advantage. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, push the pocket. Quincy Roche, get in the backfield. Tell these coaches that they were wrong to put you on the practice squad. O'Shane Zimenez, prove us wrong. You know, things didn't go right for you last year, as you said in the presser. Penalties, other problems, lack of production. Show us that we're wrong and that we're just fans sitting on a couch talking about football. Uh, Jihad Ward. Show you still got it somehow. And I know he's not a very high-production guy, but, you know, we could use you on a blitz. Same goes for some of the inside linebackers, right? Carter Coughlin. You were good as an edge rusher at Minnesota. And obviously you haven't gotten the reps to fully develop. Show some skill. Show some skill. Uh, Same thing goes for Micah McFadden. He's a good blitzing linebacker. And will some of that come out on Sunday? I hope so. Can Daniel Jones get the ball to his playmakers before taking the heat? I have this sense that Shane Bowen is going to pressure Daniel Jones a lot. Blitzes, four-man rush, whatever. Andrew Thomas, you can pretty much count him as a solid tackle. Uh, Not many pressures probably going to be given up. He was very good in the preseason. Though it was not against starters. Uh, Mark Lewinsky, he's going to give up a little ground in uh, pass protection, but he's going to be solid. There's three guys you need to worry about. Mostly two, but I will factor in Evan Neal because he's a rookie. He might be going against Bud Dupree, Rashad Weaver, some other names you could throw out there. Uh, John Feliciano, he was okay at best at center in the preseason. Uh, And then you got Ben Bredesen, who was good in the preseason, 
but in regular season action last year, he was not good. That's why he was benched for Matt Skura in week number four. Week four, he was benched for Matt Skura, did not play a game until the O-line started taking bigger hits. So, that's that. Um, but he has to get the ball to his playmakers other way. He has to get the ball to his playmakers. Can't be having these stupid missed reads. Can't be having these dumb, you know, oh my god, this guy was wide open. Can't have those mistakes. Because those mistakes cost drives. And they cost points, too. Will Evan Neal... Well, actually, how will Evan Neal look in his rookie debut versus Rashad Weaver or Bud Dupree? I think either of those guys are going to give him a hell of a time in terms of competition. Bud Dupree a little bit more than Rashad Weaver. Uh, Rashad Weaver, from what I saw, didn't get much production last year because of Harold Landry and Bud Dupree. Yeah, uh, Rashad Weaver, two games last year, two tackles. That's pretty much it, 10% of the defensive snaps. The Giants caught a break, and it's a blessing in disguise. I'm not going to say that I root for injuries or anything like that, but the ACL injury for Harold Landry does help out the New York Giants because they don't have to face two dominant guys on both ends when it's talking about tackles. You know, it's just Bud Dupree, that's it. But Rashad Weaver has some good stuff up his sleeve, too. Will Saquon Barkley show his 2018 self or a shell of it? Um, it's going to be interesting. Everybody's talking about, well, he looked really good in preseason, looked really good in training camp, and he looked good in training camp. There's no doubt about that. In the preseason, saw limited snaps, so I can't even say for sure. But um, this is the year he has to prove himself. Wasn't a good year last year, however you want to spin it. Um, you know, the year before the ACL injury, two years before that, obviously over 1,000 yards. So it's a prove-it year for him. Um, I don't think he's necessarily all the way gone at the end of the year, like Daniel Jones possibly. So um, he's going to have to show some of his 2018 self. If the Giants are having trouble passing the ball, be there for checkdowns. He caught 91 passes in his rookie year from Eli Manning. Be there for the checkdowns. And when you see the hole, hit the hole. Burst. Have a lot of speed. I know not everything is a home run, but hey, break off a 20-yard run. Break off you know, a 30-yard run, 40 yards. Helps the offense tremendously, right? Keys to win. Then we got predictions, and then we will get you guys out of here. Um, keys to win. Stop the run and maintain gap discipline. If your linebackers are all over the place, that's not helping the defensive linemen. Now, the Giants will probably not play Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence 100% of the snaps. Maybe they will. Who knows? But you're going to have your rotational guys in there. Nick Williams. Uh, what's the other dude? DJ Davidson, maybe. I don't even think he'll get many reps because he didn't look that good in the preseason. Uh, Justin Ellis, right? He was okay in the preseason, showed up more of that third game against the Jets, against starters. So that helps in terms of his resume and his look so far to Giants fans. But those guys are not going to be active 100% of the time. They will be double teamed. 
So linebackers, shoot your gaps, maintain gap discipline. Because one mistake, Henry could be gone for 100 yards. He's done that once in his career. Then again, it really was 99 yards, but what's one difference of a yard? You know, he's done 90-plus how many times? So maintain gap discipline. Uh, number two, get the ball out quick and go through your progressions. Obviously, he's got a proper playbook now, Daniel Jones. Now, I know a lot of us are going to be looking at these college QBs. A lot of us are going to say, well, Daniel Jones will be back next year. Feel how you want to feel. I'm not going to tell anyone how to fan, though when people really start going off on other people, telling people how to fan, and you know, basically being unrealistic, that's something I can't take. But he's got an actual playbook now with actual progressions. He looked good in the preseason, but that's preseason. To be fair, you can create a clean slate for a lot of these guys, Darius Slayton, David Sills, Kenny Gallaudet, whatever and whoever. But with that being said, there's not really any excuses at this point. You know, you didn't really have a good team in 2019. He put up 26 tutties. Or is it 24? Either way, he put up numbers in the 20s. I'm expecting that this season. With a new upgraded offense, with better coaching overall. Go through your progressions. If you have to check it down, check it down. Eli did that a lot in Saquon's rookie year, and it kept the chains moving to a certain extent. Number three, get ball happy and create some turnovers. Obviously, I was mentioning to the Titans Weekly Pod, you know, some guys that are on our defense and that they should be afraid of. I said to Dory Jackson and Xavier McKinney. Dory Jackson, he did well in the preseason. Uh, he did well last year as a second cornerback. And it felt like for a minute we had a solid cornerback situation a little bit. And then Bradbury gets cut. Not going to talk about that too much. But Adoree Jackson isn't necessarily a ball-happy type of corner. He's not. He had one interception last year that was basically tipped. I don't know how Mike Evans didn't catch that, but it got the Giants into the red zone, and Andrew Thomas scored a touchdown off of it. Uh, but if he's not going to be the ball-happy one, and Aaron Robinson necessarily isn't either, Darnay Holmes could be a ball-happy guy. He's got two interceptions over the past two seasons. And with that being said, also you have a safety in Xavier McKinney who's ball-happy. So get ball-happy, create some turnovers, throw some different looks. Hell, maybe one of the linebackers picks one off, right? Micah McFadden, uh, he obviously doesn't have any interceptions at the pro level. Austin Calitro. Showed off his ball skills in the preseason. And Tate Crowder, he had two picks last year. One against the Bears and one against the Eagles when I was there. So get ball happy, create some turnovers, make Tannehill look like his Miami self. But anyway, I appreciate you guys coming out uh, for this podcast episode. With that being said, I do have the Giants losing a very close game to the Tennessee Titans by a score of 24-17. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on post notifications so you know when a live stream pops or a video drops. Appreciate y'all coming back. Peace out, guys. See you later. Stay cool. And let's go Giants.